0: Our hymn, I mean, our psalm is, which, which could be considered a hymn, we, should, we could be singing it and learning these, these psalms. Our psalm is 136, Psalm 136, a psalm that speaks of the Lord's mercy or His loving kindness over and over and over again. I'd like for you to turn to Psalm 136. Uh, it's, it seems clear to me that um, it is designed in such a way that two groups could, could read it or speak it. And um, as far as I can tell, uh, it is an antiphonal. It's, it's set up to be antiphonal like two, two groups, uh, quite possibly one reader and then the rest of the group or the Levites uh, and then and the rest of the congregation. Uh, I I use the New American Standard Bible uh, to preach from, and so I have before me the the end of the second part of each verse is for his loving kindness is everlasting. For his loving kindness is everlasting. So what I would like for you to do is to stand. And I'll read the first line of every verse, and I would like for y'all to read or to recite, not, easy, not, not too hard to, to, to memorize, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And let's work through it. 26 verses, you say the same thing 26 times. This is intentional in the Bible, this, this is not a slip, this is for us to learn uh, to give thanks to the Lord for his, his loving kindness is everlasting. Let's stand. This is God's Word, his holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible Word. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, For his loving kindness is to him who alone does great wonders, For his is to him who made the heavens with skill, to him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights, the sun to rule by day, the moon and stars to rule by night, to him who smote the Egyptians in their firstborn, and brought Israel out from their midst. with a strong arm and an outstretched strong hand and an outstretched arm to him who divided the red sea asunder and, and made Israel to pass through the midst of it For his and but he overthrew pharaoh and his army in the red sea To him who led his people through the wilderness, to him who smote great kings, and slew mighty kings, Sihon king of the Amorites, and Og king of Bashan. He gave their land as a heritage. Even a heritage to Israel, his servant. Who remembered us in our low estate. And has rescued us from our adversaries. Who gives food to all flesh. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would imprint this psalm upon our hearts, that we would remember it, that we would be encouraged by it to live lives of thanksgiving and praise to you for who you are. And what you have done, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is about Jehovah God, the great, I, the, the great I am. It starts out calling him those three names: Jehovah first, just just Jehovah, I am that I am, Yahweh, the great I am, and then the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the Elohim of Elohim's the the adonai of adonai's uh, although both in the elohim and in the use adonai in a plural so there's an implication there of the trinity even in that in those words as well this psalm is all thanksgiving it's all thanksgiving all of it for it's all of mercy i'd like for you to look at it i <clears throat> I've used this psalm at Thanksgiving repeatedly, you know, usually at Union Baptist. I've used it; we've used it. Congregation has used it. We've we've read it antiphonally like that from time to time in the in the in the, in the last uh, forty forty one Thanksgivings we've had since nineteen eighty one uh, with Union Baptist. Um, it's not until this week <laughs> that I realized. But I can, I can look at it and I say, well, how many, how many verses does it say, give thanks? Well, verse 1, give thanks to the Lord, Jehovah. And verse 2, give thanks to the God of gods, Elohim of Elohims. Uh, 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords, Adonai of Adonai's. And then you skip over to the last verse, give thanks to the God of heaven. So, I, you know, for Psalm 136, I've got four verses marked in green for the give thanks. But it goes on. (laughs) Verse 4, to him. What does to him mean? It it means give thanks to him who who alone does great things. Verse 5, to him who made the heaven. Give thanks to him. Verse 10, to give thanks to him who smote the Egyptians. Verse 11, and... Give thanks to him who brought Israel. Every verse is thanksgiving. It's all of thanksgiving. And at the other end of it, it's all of mercy or all of loving kindness. It's all chesed. And we don't have it that way. I mean, so that like when when I when I read it, the emphasis I get in English uh, is everlasting, 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 everlasting. And and that's good. That's great. I mean, his, his loving kindness is everlasting. And praise the Lord, I'm getting that when I read it. But if you're reading the Hebrew, it ends with hesed. It, it ends with mercy or loving kindness. Uh, hesed is loving kindness, and chasdo means, you put an o on the end of it to be his loving kindness. So all the verses end up with his loving kindness, his love, or his mercy, his mercy, his mercy. Um, his loving kindness and His mercy, give thanks begins every verse, twenty six verses. And His loving kindness, His mercy winds up every verse, twenty six verses. In our men's Friday morning uh, Bible study, a Bible study and Christian book study, and in some seasons we we uh, have we do memory work as well. We call it stretch. We've been reading John Bunyan's The Pilgrim's Progress again. Bunyan has such a descriptive creative way of naming his characters. The, the major characters in there, the protagonists you would say would are Christian they're named Christian and faithful and hopewell hopeful, hopeful and some of the some of the godly helpers that help. These three along the way are evangelist and interpreter and goodwill and prudence and piety. Uh, Two ladies that help them along the way. And then there are these other characters, Mr. Worldly Wise Man, Mr. Ignorance and Atheist and pliable and talkative. So, thinking about these names, I find that Psalm 136 encourages me to be thankful for all the ways that God is merciful. (laughs) So, I I wondered if it might be good for us to be known as the character, thank mercy. That's not one he had, but I think Bunyan would like it. Uh, Thank mercy. That's what comes to me out of Psalm 136. God is merciful. Everything he does is merciful. The fact that we have a son is his mercy. We don't have to have a son. He thought that up for us. The fact that we have stars or the fact that we have Orion or that we have the north star. We don't have to have a north star. We do have a north star. Why? It comes from God's mercy. I mean, who invented rivers and streams and rocks and pine trees? (laughs) And, And it's all God's mercy. Everything is God's mercy. Do you thank the Lord for the air we breathe? I mean, who thought up that mixture? just exactly right and then you go to the hospitals and they change the mixture a little bit to give you more oxygen or maybe even up to almost pure oxygen but but he just gave it to us so your next breath he didn't have to do it that way but he did it that way so you i need to be thankful for the mercy of being able to take another breath and then say another sentence it's it's glorious Thank mercy, thank mercy. Psalm one fifteen says, "Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to Thy name give glory for Thy mercy, for Thy truth's sake." In the NASB, it says, "Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to Your name give glory because of Your loving kindness." So, mercy or loving kindness. You could read it either way. There are other translations as well, but those are two really good ones. What's it like if you're not giving thanks for God's mercy? What does God say about not giving thanks? The nine lepers that didn't come back? Good illustration to stick with us. Romans 1, verse 20 and 21 for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Everybody ought to be able to recognize that the air they breathe is a gift of God. And deep down inside, they know that there's a creator who created them and created the oxygen, the nitrogen, every, all the rest of the, of the air that we breathe. They know that. Everybody knows that, according to Romans chapter 1. Therefore, everybody ought to give thanks. You give thanks to people, that's fine. You give thanks to institutions. You give thanks to hospitals, if you'd like. You can send memorials to all sorts of things. But underneath it all and above it all is God. You give thanks to God. And Romans 1 says everybody knows Deep down inside, that there, there are reasons to give thanks to God. Being understood, it has been clearly seen that there's a God there. Being understood through what has been made, the Creator God. That they, they are without excuse for even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God, and here's the thanksgiving part, or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations. And their foolish heart was dark and professing to be wise. What do you do when you don't give God thanks? They became fools. We may be commanded by government authorities not to give thanks to God. We may be commanded by our relatives not to give thanks to God. Why? Because the God whom we might thank might actually be God. Well, God is God. He is the God of gods. He is the Lord of lords. He is Jehovah. Isaiah 40 says, To whom then will you liken me that I would be his equal? Well, let's look at verses 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He is good. Tov, like Tove. Tov, tov. He's, he's good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, who he is. He is sovereign, he is the king. Listen to it in King James. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. Loving kindness or mercy. Give thanks to him for his loving kindness. Give thanks to him for his mercy. That's what he says 26 times in a row. If you were reading it in Latin... It would say in eternum means in, in eternity for inter, in, 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 in 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 into eternity, misericordia. That's the word for mercy, or loving kindness, misericordia. And for the Greek, it would be elios, like eliomasoneria. You have uh, an um organization for the purpose of doing merciful things. Elios. So one person calls this Psalm 136 polyelios, meaning lots of ways to say mercy, God's mercy. So we give thanks first in verses 1 through 3 for who God is. That's all it says in verse, I mean, it implies that we have great benefit from it because it says give thanks to the Lord Jehovah, the great I am, for he is good. Well, he is good in and of himself. But now that we exist, he also is good to us. It is his nature to be good. 1, 2, and 3. The Lord, the God of gods, the Lord of lords. And then give thanks, beginning in verse 4, for what he has done. Psalm 136, 4 is an amazing verse. To him who alone... "...doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever," or his loving kindness. He is the great lone wonder worker. So as we go through the rest of this, and we'll end up categorizing it in, in three words at the end, Lord willing, um, he is the one who does all of all three steps. He does it. He does it all. We have five solas of the Reformation. Uh, we're, sa- we're saved only by grace, only through faith, only in Christ, only according to what we receive in the Bible. And therefore, only for the glory of God alone, because God does all the steps. This is what uh, Dean Conkle was teaching the, the young people and adults up at Ridgehaven this weekend. Uh, he was he was speaking to them about the. He ends up with a he adds a sixth one, which is in the cross. Uh, but he, he's emphasizing that God receives all the glory for salvation. This give thanks in verses 1 through 3 uh, comes, which is applied to all these other verses, comes from the word to know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, It's declare. It's literally cause to know. What you know about God, what you know about Jesus, what you know about creation, redemption, and providence make it known. So when you say give thanks, you are giving thanks to God, but it's make it known, give it out. Cause to know is literally what it says. For he is good. Let the world know he is good. Now this is Thanksgiving, so we may think about the first Thanksgiving. We can think about the the pilgrims who came to Plymouth, I was I was trying to come up with the connection w- between John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress and the name of the Pilgrims who were at Plymouth, and I, ha- I didn't solve that problem, uh, but I did come across a an ebook uh, by a man who was writ- writing in the 1800s in England ab- about Plymouth Plantation and about uh, and using two of the books, two of the journals. So it's called The Journal of the Pilgrims at Plymouth, New England, in 1620. It's by George Cheever. And it's published by William Collins uh, in London. Uh, This is part, so it's not, so you don't get to read the two journals he's using. He does quote some things from them. But he's telling the story. This is part of what what he said. He says, "For for a season they were shut up to the faith of Habakkuk that simple faith, that beautiful and unmingled faith, that faith in God and not in God's comforts, that faith in God guided, fed, and strengthened by His Word and in no wild imagination. And then then the reference is to Habakkuk 3. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields yield no meat. See, so this is closing off all the opportunities for eating. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. i to depression. No, that's not what it says. Habakkuk says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Well, from the spring of 1621, they had famine and no rain, and they were looking at starvation. To go on and read what Mr. Cheever has written, all things put together, well, actually, this is a quote from one of the journals, all things put together, it seemed as if God had turned against the colony and would be, a f- would be favorable no more. Yet they were not so discouraged as not to wait on God, but so as to wait only upon him. To him, their sole refuge, they fled individually and unitedly. These and the like considerations, says Mr. Winslow, move not only every good man privately to enter into examination of his own estate before God, between God and his conscience, and so to humiliate himself before him, but also more solemnly to humble ourselves together to come before the Lord in fasting and prayer. To that end, a day was appointed by public authority to set apart from all other employments, hoping that the same God which had stirred us up here unto would be moved hereby in mercy, Psalm 136 you might say, to look down upon us and grant the request of our dejected souls, if our continuance there might stand with His glory and our good. But, O oh, the mercy of our God, who was ready to hear as we were to ask. For though in the morning when we were assembled together the heavens were as clear and the drought was as like to continue as ever it was, yet... Our exercise continuing, that is their prayer meeting, continuing for some eight or nine hours. Before our departure, the weather was overcast. The clouds gathered together on all sides. And on the next morning, distilled such soft, sweet, and moderate showers of rain and mixed with such seasonable weather as was hard to say whether our withered corn or our drooping affections were more quickened and revived. such was the bounty and goodness of our God and then going back to the to the the book itself. Perhaps a more remarkable instance of God's interposition in answer to prayer is not to be found on record. The showers came, said Governor Bradford, without any thunder, wind, or violence. And by degrees that abundance that the earth was thoroughly soaked and the decayed corn and other fruits revived... It was a wonder to see. The Indians were astonished to behold and gave a joyful prospect of a fruitful harvest. The interposition was clearly from God as when Elijah prayed of old and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth their fruits. Then Mr. Cheever says this, and I don't think I've ever read something quite like this. So he's writing in the 1800s. He said, None ever yet, with a sincere purpose of heart and lowly spirit, appointed a fast day. But God changed it into a thanksgiving. And that's what they did. They said, although it would be great ingratitude, uh, if we secretly should smother up the same therefore they set aside a day of thanksgiving looking at the at the rest of Psalm 136 verse 4 says he does it all what does he do you could mark verses 5 through 9 And say he did all creation. Nobody helped him in creation. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were there. No other help. Job found that out. (laughs) We can find that out. Made the heavens. Spread out the earth. Made the great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and the stars to rule by night. Five through nine. He does creation all by himself. Therefore. We receive it as mercy. Everything in, mer- in creation is for our, mer- for our benefit and from his mercy. And he did it all, so he gets all the glory for it. You can mark off 10 uh, through 12 and call it the Exodus. Who brought them out of Egypt? Well, he did it. Didn't anybody help? I mean, Moses had a job to do. Uh, Miriam had a song to sing. I mean, they had things to do. No, God brought them out. It wa- it wasn't it clear? Smote the Egyptians, brought Israel out, strong hand, outstretched arm. And then as part of that, but sort of taken separately from that, is the Red Sea, 13 to 15. He divided the Red Sea. He made Israel pass through it. He overthrew Pharaoh. Each time, his loving kindness is everlasting. Exodus, his loving kindness is everlasting. The Red Sea, his loving kindness is everlasting. Wilderness wanderings in verse 16, and then killing those kings and their armies, Sihon and Og, and that. He doesn't even get into the kings in, the, the, in what we call Israel. This is all in Transjordan. This is all where the two and a half tribes stayed before, before crossing the Jordan, Sihon and Og. He gave the, their land. So, you can, you can say wilderness wanderings in 16, Sihon and Og in seventeen and twenty gave the land in verses twenty and twenty-two, and then he sort of expands it. He remembered us in our low estate. You can say that that if this, if this was written after the exile, it could be bringing them back from Babylon. But it's over and over again. It's, 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 it's David in the cave when when Saul comes in to relieve himself. It's. Uh, it's, it's Daniel in the lions den. It's Esther again. It's it's he remembered us in our lowest state and rescued us. So here's the summary, and then and then and then he gives food for all. Verse 25. He gives food for all. 25. Give thanks to the God of heaven, a Persian name for God. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his loving kindness is everlasting. First. In the summary, he created the world solo. Second, redemption, illustrated in Exodus, Red Sea, wilderness, wanderings, and the rest, but our redemption came to them in their lowest state, comes to us in our lowest state, He accomplished redemption solo, alone, to Him be all the glory. He planned redemption. He accomplished redemption. He is applying redemption in your life today. Give Him all the glory. No one could help. You could not help. You cannot help. You are all hopeless. We are all hopeless. We cannot save ourselves. It is all of mercy. It is all of His loving kindness. His loving kindness lasts forever. One writer describes that moment in time when you got saved, when the Lord invaded your life at that point unasked for, in spite of your desire to run away, that effectual calling to your heart and mind and soul is the intervention at a determined moment of of the mercy of infinite ages. That's the way he answers our prayers. The mercy is infinite. And, and, and we ask for food we don't have, we ask for money we don't have, we ask for relief from pain we don't know a way out of it, whatever it is. His mercy is everlasting, and then he applies it right down to our situation. The, 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 the pilgrims saying, we don't have enough to eat, we're going to die. They had been dying, they were dying. They, they weren't strong enough to work in the fields. That was one reason why the, the land was not producing the way it should. They were, they were in terrible shape. But what they did was they went to God and, and, and had a fast day and prayed for eight or nine hours. And then the Lord brought thanksgiving. Redemption and then providence. What do you do when it seems that the bottom has fallen out? fallen has fallen out what what do you do how do you respond when people around you look at the difficult things that have come your way and say where is your god well you can go to psalm 42 as the deer pants for the water brooks so my soul pants for you my tears have been my food day and night when they say to me where is your God? They say to me all day long. We can claim Hebrews 13. I never will leave you. I'll never desert you. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? We can go to Romans 8. We're being put to death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who low us. We can soak in Psalm 23. We can soak in Psalm 46. We can soak in Psalm 121. Where does our help come from? But I think we can add Psalm 136. You could remember it this way. One God and three persons overseeing all of mankind. Seven is the number of completion and a number of God. Six is a number of not making it all the way to seven and falling far short. It's man's number. So 136, one God and three persons overseeing all creation, overseeing all all mankind and take it to the Lord I want to remember George Cheever's statement none ever yet with sincere purpose of heart and a lowly spirit appointed a fast day but God changed it into a thanksgiving May we use our thanksgiving season wisely. And since his loving kindness is everlasting, and since we are to give him thanks for all these things and all his benefits, according to Psalm 103, may our thanksgiving season be all our days. Now praise the Lord that we've got this thanksgiving for this particular nation. We have lots to be thankful for and, and may we continue to to use it as a thanksgiving day but it's part of prayer it's part of prayer it's part of praise thanksgiving today and every day Let's